$1.31 per ounce. The price of Brand crude oil is at $92.35 a barrel. Conversations that you connect with and react to. SAFM. Welcome back to the program. You're still listening to The Talking Point. My name is Oliver Dixon, and I'm with you all the way up until 12 this morning. Coming to you live from the Iziko Museum, the South African Museum in the city of Cape Town, for uh, the official start of the countdown to the World Economic uh, World Economic World Science Forum. In the first hour, you would recall, I spoke to Minister of Science and Innovation, uh, Minister Bladen Zimande, to just get a feel of what it is we hope to achieve out of this program. Um, you know, why is this program of significance to South Africa, the first African nation state to, uh, to be hosting uh, this particular uh, uh, program, the first time on African soil that the World uh, Science Forum will be hosted, and South Africa has the pleasure and honor of hosting that. But more importantly, who are the stakeholders that it's bringing together? What are the policy conversations that are happening? What are the partnership conversations that are happening? What will be the input into that declaration and what will be the action plan immediately thereafter? Those are the important questions because if those questions remain unanswered, this is just another talk shop where we just talk about things, go home, and just do what we've been doing all along. We hope that this program uh, will be able to achieve that sort of impact. And it's all about impact. Uh, there's a lot of scientific lessons to have been learned over the last couple of years around its relationship with social justice. And whenever I say social justice, the first thing that should come to mind for you is human rights. It's advancement and protection of human rights because social justice is a function uh, of human rights, is an exponent thereof. Uh, and it's important that we get that element correct. COVID-19, for instance, taught us a lot about that. And that is really where I want to start off this panel discussion with my uh, three guests. I'm joined by the Director General of the Department of Science and Innovation, Innovation <laughs> Dr. Phil um, Joacha. Um, I'm also joined by Professor Muniba Isaacs, who's an academic coordinator at the Institute for Poverty, Land and Agrarian Studies called BLAS, ironically, uh, at the University of the Western Cape. Uh, and I'm also joined by Dr. Joeti Kara, who's the National Research Fellow uh, doing a postdoc, uh, a postdoc fellow, experienced, um, experienced postdoctoral researcher that demonstrated a history working in the higher education industry, uh, you know, skilled in DNA sequencing, uh, my scrop, my, my cross, wow microscopy that word just stretched me so much evolutionary biology scientific writing and molecular molecular biology thank you so much for your time and thank you so much you all for joining us here i'm going to start with uh i'm going to start with you uh dg and and and, and maybe also get a similar feel from you as the dg you, you you're you're the real the real shepherd of this program uh, that, that that's putting it all together um, and it's probably been keeping you up for many nights and, and been keeping you and your team very, very busy. What does success look like for you coming out of this program today, but also coming out of the World Science Forum next month when it's being hosted? What does success look and feel like to you? No, thank you very much, and thanks for the opportunity. Um, yes, I'm very lucky to have a great team of uh, um, staff at the DSI uh, that we've been working with, but also I think uh, the... There is a huge respect for the scientists in South Africa, and they have really been part of the team that's been preparing and organizing 
uh, for this meeting. So the, the first success that we think we've had um, today is the amount of coverage that you, mm. as a pro public broadcaster, have provided us to share the importance of science, by the way, uh, to society. Mm. Uh, so we're very, very happy with that and hope it's a, a start of a long conversation that uh, will now become part of uh, the work that we do in South Africa because we, we do know that everything today is about science, is about technology, and in fact it's beginning to change the way we live as society. Mm. So even then the theme of uh, science for social justice is, is, is we think uh, very appropriate at this time of our lives as, 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 as human beings. So mm. that's, that's the part of today. But uh, for, for, for the weeks coming ahead, um, of course, we hope uh, all the logistics that we've put in place are adequate then for these important and interesting discussions that are coming up. Um, we would like uh, to make sure that uh, I've just had some of the themes, uh, sub-themes, uh, that will be shared in the plenary, uh, justice in science. Yeah. interesting topic. Uh, science for, uh, for social justice. We've just uh, had a, um, a panel discussion in one of uh, your, 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 your television stations around what does it really mean? Yeah. Um, so uh, we hope that that conversation will continue to be deepened uh, at, the, uh, at the forum. But and the third point, of course, is, as you say, the declaration we hope will help us to uh, make, um, if you like, a document uh, that could be taken in appropriate platforms for funding for science, for demonstrating the relevance of science. Mm -hmm. And we are extremely grateful that we work with uh, great international partners. Um, we've got uh, International Science Council as part of the partners. We've got the Hungarian Academy of Scientists from the sciences perspective. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we've got um, the International uh, association of advisors that advise governments about the importance mm, mm. of investing in science and taking science in informing policy. And then, of course, uh, one of the partners is UNESCO. As you know, it is a UN body uh, on a issues of education, science, and then culture as well. So uh, we, we really hope that that declaration will put meaning to the discussions that would happen uh, mm. over the uh, three days uh, when we meet uh, in Cape Town. Science is grossly underfunded in South Africa. Um, that means we have to make do with as little resources as we possibly can and use partnerships to optimize some of the resources that exist across uh, in the hands of, of different stakeholders. Um, is there any coordination at the moment towards the maximization of those resources and having the tough conversation about asking for more money to be invested into science, not just by government but by private sector as well? Yes, uh, the, the, it, it's ongoing. Um, within government, um, you probably heard the minister talking earlier on about an interministerial committee yes. that is chairing and, and um, in the next weeks they will be presenting to the rest of cabinet around um, areas of priority where science can make a difference in helping us as a country to solve some of those problems. Um, I could come back to those. Um, and then for each government department to consider earmarking money for science in the areas in which they are in. Uh, if you take, for instance, um, issues of climate change and how they affect the environment, the Department of Environment hopefully has to commit to maybe one or two percent of their budget uh, to be towards science, not necessarily to come to the Department of Science and Innovation, but to understand, for instance, the issues 
of uh, greenhouse gas emissions and how we can do science mm. to reduce that. And there's a, a whole plethora of activities that we're doing. Um, uh, this morning we, we had a discussion around how climate change could impact uh, uh, societies and economic uh, um, services that we get from you know, mm. um, um, uh, uh, the rest of the world. And, and, and we as a Department of Science and Innovation can't fund that. Mm, but we can mm. fund basic science on the understanding of the ecosystem services and how they are affected by climate change, how they affect the oceans and how they mm. affect, therefore, the, f the fish and, and the communities that are, um, if you like, uh, benefiting from that. So we hope that this meeting will make sure that the government departments that are responsible for certain portfolios put money for science and that mm. we, as a Department of Science and Innovation, can focus on building the science system with all the tools that scientists need and funding. I mean, we've just had an interesting discussion around, yes, there is some money to provide women researchers, but we think it's not enough. We've just had that uh, um, we need to put more money, and that's what we as a Department of Science and Innovation will do. Of course, yeah, we'll always yeah. have one or two innovation activities to demonstrate innovation. In that's society. a very interesting point. Dr. Kara. when I walked into my first year chemistry class at WITS, um, there were more young women in the lecture theater of 200 than there were men. And then there were all these programs about getting women into STEM. And I was like, I don't see the problem. There are more women here than men. And I soon learned it's also about money yeah. and opportunity. Um, and social justice is about exactly that level of inclusion. Mm -hmm. So it's not just about the headcount, but it's also how women are receiving opportunity and what their research, uh, what the impact of their research is as far as uh, being put on uh, in the right journals, for instance, that was a big issue. I remember uh, uh, when I was when I was at this, we're not getting journal airtime space and that sort of stuff. Talk to me about what you think social justice, the question social, the social justice question should look like today. Um, so I think in in the perspective of gender equality and speaking specifically from a, a female perspective, I feel that yes, it's all fair and well that during the undergraduate years, women are taken care of in that perspective and given those opportunities. But what happens when, for example, this woman then now now needs to plan for a family? Is there any funding instruments that are being pushed into enabling this woman to be able to, um, for example, provide for a family? But yeah. To, to as well as to you know pursue a career in science and for me that seems a bit unbalanced you see and I feel like a lot of women then have to make a choice it's either I pursue a career or I pursue a, a, a thing of being a mom and mm, taking mm. care of the family so I think that first and foremost needs to be addressed in the for example in the tertiary education system mm, mm. Yes, yes. Do, do you feel and, 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 and I mean it's not that we can compare much but do you feel supported in your postdoctoral studies <laughs> that is a very complex question. <laughs> I mean, don't throw your supervisor under the bus. But <laughs> yes, 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 no, absolutely. I must commend my supervisors, though, and the institution at Iziko. Um, I've been, I definitely received a lot of support and uh, research infrastructure, for example, to, to conduct my research. Yeah. So, for example, like I mentioned earlier, the GSINRF funded our, our museum so that we could uh, develop a genetics and biodiversity lab, which then provided the infrastructure for, for me specifically to carry out my, mm. my most um, 
loved research, which is genetic understanding of the natural world around us. So yes, I think with the correct funding instruments from the likes of DSI and the NRF, we are then very much enabled to carry out the research that we would love to do and also appeal to society and let society know how important the research that we do is and, what, and how it benefits us as a society. Mm. Prof. Isaacs, are we doing the right research? No. From a social justice perspective, yes. no, we are not doing the right research. I think that we are celebrating uh, big uh, projects around uh, science and um, in terms of uh, what the DG has just mentioned. But to what extent does these science projects really relate to uh, the social injustices, inequalities, marginalization of our communities um, in and around Cape Town and also on the continent speak mm. to directly. So I feel that the signs um, need to be relevant to society and not only in the perspective of COVID where science was, was, was really an important role it play in saving lives, but that science in general in our big institutions that we have in and around South Africa speak to the problems we have mm. and to, to speak directly to the societal problems is, is very important. We have too many ivory tower research, we have too many too much focus on one particular element of the science that we support and how does that element relate to society is often not connected. So I would say that our scientists, our natural scientists are trained in a very traditional way of um, elitist, exclusionary as to how we, how we, how we teach yeah. them at universities. And then many of them come from environments where it is in the township, it's hard to study, it's hard to, to, they don't have enough food to eat or to sustain them. And because they are at university, their family expect them to provide mm, um, mm. income for them. So I think there's, 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 there's a mismatch in, in how, how we do, do that. How do we achieve what seems like to me you're calling for an epistemological revolution in what is good science and important science and how we finance and resource it. How do we achieve that? Because it seems implicit to that uh, it, it, it would be the need that every scientist must be some sort of activist as well. And I don't imagine many scientists thinking of themselves as activists. Can we really in today's time not be activists in terms of what we are doing as scientists, as researchers? If we are stepping out of our doors and we see poverty, marginalization, yeah. and gender-based violence. Absolutely. Are you an activist, Dr. Carr? Ah, y yes, definitely, of course. <laughs> what, what is an activist in, in, in science, uh, uh, Prof. Isaacs? It is connecting the social justice to science. That is what, what, what relates um, to activism, is bringing why climate justice is so important um, uh, for a lot of um, people who are climate uh, change refugees 
uh, is is important to understand why um, we have um, so many inequalities and special injustices that especially in this town that we are broadcasting from mm. is the most unequal town and was built in those who live on around the mountain in and around the mountain are the wealthy leafy suburbs compared to mm. uh, Kailicha, uh, Manenberg uh, um, and, and, and Mitchell's Plain, why people were dumped. Uh, how are we going to reach those mm. um, equality and those, if you're not an activist and you live in Cape Town, then your training is problematic. Mm. That, mm. Is, that is my basis. If you are an African and you do science, you need to do science for Africa. Mm. If the Africa, what we want, is uh, what we are putting out there as governments, then we need to invest in making change at local level mm. and where it matters. Uh, uh, DG, if you know, government looks at activists with annoyance because they're always telling you what you're not doing right. Uh, what's your relationship as far as that's concerned with activist science? Uh, I don't want us to trivialize this conversation. Um, because the world and life is much more complicated than that. So I, I take uh, uh, Prof. Isaac's point, but the responsibility that we have and what we think perhaps we can do to address this problem is that we, you need, of course, good and science that meets all the criteria of mm. what science is all mm. about. Now, uh, and that's what scientists get trained to do. We as government have a responsibility of ensuring that the policies and the ecosystem that we put in place is able to take that science and use it to inform policy. Now, it may not necessarily be the same scientist that has produced that science, mm. but it's whether you have provided an infrastructure and a policy instrument to make sure that that science meets social justice so maybe that Did could you, it be seems to me it seems to me like you're saying you guys do the science come to us with what you do and we will figure out how we implement it instead of saying here are a set of problems and criteria that we think are important we think your science needs to gear towards solving these problems here's the money for it no, do it and it's not at all and i'm going to demonstrate what what we're saying uh, in the decadal plan that the minister has um has talked about, we have three areas which we call societal grand challenges. Yeah? So mm. they're, in our perspective, grand challenges. The first one is climate change. The second one is on what we call the future of society and the future of work. And then the third one is the future of education. So the science and the research that needs to be done there would be informed by the scientists sitting together and saying, not only the scientists, but with the social scientists people who say, here are the problems that the society faces. And then the scientists then say, this is how our science is going to respond to this. We've already put together what we call um, a community of practice. So it's a group of scientists who have research chairs and centers of excellence that are doing research to understand poverty. But the funding that they have have a component that says unless that science is mm. able to respond to this societal problem, 
we will not fulfill your, your obligation. So what I'm saying is that let's not trivialize this thing and say every scientist must be an activist. But every work of the scientists, if possible, must inform what the society has as a problem. And secondly, I'm saying you need to have an ecosystem that works together mm. to make sure that the work that is done by a scientist uh, goes into uh, uh, yeah. proving the, the societal. And quite often it's not necessarily the same. And here, again, I want to give an example. We as society are benefiting today from driving cars. The people who produce cars and the scientists who are working on phase transitions uh, in the lab, and James Watt, who then said, if you have <laughs> uh, steam, you can, you can produce steam from water. Mm. They're not necessarily the same group of mm. people. Mm. That's what I mean by not trivializing this, mm. but the ecosystem mm. and how you use knowledge that is mm. out there in order to link it to the societal problem is something that as government we need to think about. In fact, Learning from COVID, we have set up as a third example something which you call National Policy Data Observatory. You produce a lot of data, uh, but you're not linking that to the problems that you have in society. So these are slightly different group of scientists mm. who work with those that are trained as hardcore scientists mm. producing data, mm. and then you harness that data and you begin to say, how do you deal with this problem? And that's what I mean by an ecosystem that becomes part of this thing. Uh, uh, Prof. Isaacs, you, 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 you raised a concept that I heard for the first time from you, uh, ivory tower scientists. <laughs> um, and for instance, let's, let, let's take the example of researching poverty. If you say to me there are too many ivory tower scientists, it, 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 I imagine scientists and institutions who think some problems are not theirs to solve because it's not big enough it's not sexy enough it's not uh you know it's not going to get them an interview on good morning america when they publish in a journal um does it also mean that there is a culture of not being sufficiently collaborative when thinking about complex problems like poverty poverty is a complex problem and if we want to really solve um, poverty we need to do it in a approach that's transdisciplinary and that means that you need the good science and you need the good social science. And then you need the good activism to um, uh, not to trivialize that. But I think it is very important that um, traditionally, and I want to also say our apartheid regime and also coloniality um, put uh, science on a pedestal and scientists are the higher level people that makes decision and they decide, mainly white men, they decide what is the best for society. Society's input and society doesn't have this any, any input to make. They are the one that are in the circle. So those are a lot where we are still uh, practicing um, that elitist, exclusionary mm. approach to science. Mm. And I want to agree with the DG that South Africa and the National Research Foundation has, m has put out research to say that we want you to solve societal problems. And by that, you need to work together in a transdisciplinary way. Now, that's the challenge. When you as a social scientist sit with a scientist and like, 
I I don't want to deal with 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 politics. Is the one issue. <laughs> uh, uh, another issue is I don't want to deal, and the, the, that decision or that statement is deeply political. Mm. The fact that they don't mm. want to deal with politics mm. is is making them elitist. The other is that I don't want to deal with a society. So you deal with all the society issues, and we deal with the science issue, and and that kind of um, training of not solving the problem is becoming a methodology. Problem problem and you're stuck in that methodology in not moving ahead so we've got all the tools in place we've got all the criteria in place but in the end the signs that are put out is that you as a social science come dealing with societal issues comes as an add-on mm. uh, to that so I would say that we are not investing enough in the humanities in the social science we as social scientists also have our deep tools, understanding, um, anthropologists doing ethnographic work, living with the community will tell you what are the problems after the times that they spend there, mm -hmm. you know? So, so it's a combination of good science and not, not filtering it down, but then how does that science from the beginning is going to make impact to society and impact on policy? I think it is important to make that decision yeah. from the word go. Prof. Isaacs, thank you so much for your time. DJ, really, really appreciate uh, your time. Uh, that is Dr. Phil, uh, as well as Dr. Cara, really appreciate your time this morning. We have unfortunately run out of time. Let's take a quick break and take your news with Leander Maume.